This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message. Prayer is what we've set ourselves to do. And just for a few minutes, I want to speak to you about prayer. And I know that many times when we minister the word and people will say to me, well, Pastor Nev, what sometimes goes through your mind? And I'm reminded before I even get to the scripture that prayer causes you to mount up with the wings of eagles. And so, I don't know any Christian eagle song. The only one I know is a secular song. I believe I can fly. And prayer has the ability to help us mount up with the wings of eagles, to run and not to to be weary, to walk and not faint. So for a few minutes, I want to take some of what we did last Sunday night, join it into the Sunday morning. If you don't have a note or notebooks, just take it and write down notes. But prayer is when we join forces with God. It is carrying out His will on earth. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're praying to our Father. Secondly, the Bible says, Jesus said to us in John 14, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Let me establish the purpose of prayer before we move even further. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 14, the same passage is repeated in Ephesians. Or 2 Corinthians rather, 4 verse 14. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 14. It says, the God, knowing this, that who raised up, he who raised up Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and present us with you. When I begin to look at prayer and I begin to understand prayer and understand that it's coming into the presence of God, I begin to see that the purpose of prayer is for Jesus to raise me up. The purpose of Jesus is to know that he who raised up Jesus will raise me up. We may endeavor to raise ourselves, but it's only really the God of heaven who can raise you up. The scripture is clear. Promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west, but from the Lord. The Lord puts one up and he puts another down. We find this throughout Scripture. We look at Moses who for 40 years is in Pharaoh's court. Then for 40 years, he's a fugitive. As an 80-year-old man, he returns. And when he returns as an 80-year-old man, he's heard from heaven to get three and a half million people out of bondage with one word from heaven, let my people go. That's his earthly word, but his heavenly word, when Moses asks God, he says, what will I say 
because in the 40 years he'd been in the wilderness, he'd become a stammerer. And he said, I don't speak so well. And God says to him, you will tell them I am that I am sent you. In other words, the God of heaven who says, I am, I am that I am, I am the same yesterday, I am the same today, I am the same forever, I am the one that was in the garden, I am the one that was in with Joseph, I am the one that was with Jacob, I am, if you look at any connection between heaven and earth, I am that connection between heaven and earth. We find the first places in the scripture where Jacob the deceiver lies his head upon a rock and falls asleep that a ladder ascends from earth to heaven and it says angels ascended and descended. It doesn't say it the other way around. It doesn't say angels descended and then went back up. It says they went up from the place where Jacob slept and then came back down having an answer for Jacob from heaven. And when we pray, prayers go up and answers come down. In James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, the Bible tells me this in James 1, verse 6 to 8. If you have your Bibles, James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. It tells me in prayer how to ask, but let me ask in faith without doubting. And I, I know I'm changing it, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But let him ask in faith. That's what the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. He who doubts like the wave of the sea. Verse 7. Let's read it together. For let not that man. So read it with me. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. To ask in faith. If I were to ask in faith, I would ask Pastor Grant in faith. Can this wool carry me? This one. And he would tell me, I'm asking faith. An answer would come from the man who built the wall. He'd say, don't stand on it, Pastor Nev. It can't carry you. My faith in his word would save me from falling off the platform. You see, you ask in faith. Nothing doubting means I speak to the creator and I don't when I talk to the creator, if the creator says it won't work, it won't work. And if the creator says it will work, it will work. And then it says, when I do ask, then it says, I need to understand if I'm asking in unbelief and I don't believe what Pastor Grant says, it says, I won't receive anything, and I'm using Pastor Grant as the Lord. I won't receive anything from the Lord because I didn't ask believing he could answer my ask. So many times we pray just as tradition. We pray just because we pray. Everywhere in the world people pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We pray. And we say, mm, it's like going through our beads. And we get to the end of our beads and we start around here and hail Mary, Mother of God. You know, some of you look at me real strange. I can see you've never been in any other church. But it's just like going around your prayer beads and you come back and you go around your beads again. And you go around your beads again. Asking in faith isn't going around your prayer beads. Asking in faith is believing I receive from God. 
In Joshua 1 verse 8, he tells me how to ask. In Joshua 1 verse 8, in the book of Joshua 1 verse 8, they've escaped from bondage. And then he says, this book of the law or the word of God will not depart from your mouth. Now he's saying, don't talk. Because the Jewish people hid the Torah, first five books of the, of, of the Bible, which is referred to as the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They memorize the first five books of the law. Memorize it to this day. And it's embedded in their spirit. And so when the Bible says, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth, he's not saying don't mention the word of God. He's saying hide the word of God in your heart and meditate in it day and night or let your obsessive mindset be the promise of the word of God that is in you. If when I'm praying, my mindset is God can do it, God can't do it, God can do it, God can't do it, God can do it, God can't do it, God can't do it, God can't do it. It's much like worship. If you just sing a song because you sing the same song, it doesn't really make any difference. It's just the same song and the same chord sequence, and it's the same thing. Any musician, C, F, and G are the famous chords that everybody plays in. People just three chords. They learn three chords, play three chords on the guitar. But there are more notes to the keyboard, and there are more sequences to the keyboard, and there's more to the keyboard. Therefore, if a musician is at a keyboard, it's too late to read the music. And it's, it's too late. By the time we get into church, it's too late for Pastor Tegran to practice. You should have practiced before you got on the platform. And when we pray, and I, there's a constant ongoing meditation in me day and night, and I'm rehearsing the Word of God in me day and night to observe and do. The Bible says, observe and do. Don't do it. Observe and do. Stay here. Observe and do. Observe and do. The Bible says, observe and do. Some people observe. It's Sunday. We go to church. I'm a Christian on Sunday and the devil on Monday. I recently met with a gentleman who asked me, what is your name? He's very, very Afrikaans. He could understand English, and I can understand Afrikaans, even savor Afrikaans. And, uh, but some of the terminology, I said to him, you give me the terminology in Afrikaans, I get it. But some of the words I could hardly explain in my own English mindset. And I talked to him in English. And so, as we talk together, observe and do, my life was reliant not only on observing what he was showing me, what I was observing was a farm, but to try and understand the farm, because I was looking for a campsite where the ladies and the gentlemen can go, and as I'm observing the farm, I understand what's necessary for farming. I know there needs to be seed. I know there needs to be water. You never buy a farm without a water supply. You know you can't plow a field without a seed. I know a lot of stuff, but I don't know enough. Observe. So I can observe, but then in the doing of what needs to be, I've observed it. I've seen it work for others. Others pray. But it's not whether others pray, it's whether you pray. 
Jesus said, when you get into your prayer closet, when you pray, observe and do, and then meditate day and night. So all these gentlemen farmers I was talking to, all they think of is farming, 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 farming. I said to him, what did you plant? He said, I planted rooibos. Why did you plant rooibos or the tea? He said, because the wind blows and the other seed won't, won't survive and we haven't had good winds. And I just looked and I just said, oh, wonderful. Observe and do. I wouldn't know what seed to plant. You could tell me, but I wouldn't even know how to plant the bush. Observe and do. And then you meditate in not only the observation and the doing, but the meditation means internally, much like the music. Internally, it goes round and round and round and round and round and round and round on the inside of you. And as you're meditating, creative ideas and answers come to your spirit. In Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8, Jesus tells me how to ask. In Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8, he says this in Matthew 7, Ask, and it will be given you. Ask. Ever been lost? I've been lost many times, and I don't like to ask. <laughs> None of the gentlemen in here like that. Ask. I have a GPS, but it's not always accurate, especially in remote areas. And I'm asking some lady to give me direction in an African country who speaks with an American accent and cannot pronounce an Afrikaans street. <laughs> or I'm in a, somewhere else and they're trying to pronounce Spanish and I don't understand any Spanish. And so I can look at Jose and read it as Jose, but the J is pronounced as a H, and I can completely misread it. I'm looking for the J, but there's a H, and say Jose with a H, and so the whole thing becomes confusing. But when I meditate on the word day and night to observe and to do, then the roadmap and the plan of God in front of me becomes ordered because the steps of righteous men and women are ordered by the Lord. So the Bible says, ask, and then it says, seek. So I can ask for directions, but if I get lost, I'm going to seek because if I ask, and the person who I ask is lost, then it just means two of us are lost. I was driving to the men's camp, and I got lost. And so, to try and ask the GPS, it got it wrong. Because I was heading to the N2, but I was on the N1 near the tunnel, so how do you get over the mountain and miss the tunnel and land up in a city on the N1 and not double back to the city and get lost. So you can ask and the machine might not know and the only way there that I could tell was by the mountains because there was a defining point and I knew if I followed the mountains I would arrive in the right place. Ask. Ask. So eventually, when I hit the 
the other freeway. I asked where the men's camp was because I would never find it. I was driving past it and past it and past it and past it. And I went past and I said, can't be that. Went past, can't be that. Went past, can't be that. So I used a modern device called a cell phone. We used prayer. We talked to God. Someone answered on the phone. But the Bible says God doesn't sleep. Neither is he deaf. And neither is he blind. And so his ear is always attentive to our cry. And if I ask, this is what he says, ask and seek and knock. In other words, be persistent in your prayer. If I was happy to be lost, I would still be lost trying to find my way around the mountains. Sometimes we get lost and we just, uh, I don't want to ask, it's embarrassing. But the Bible says, don't only ask, it says, seek it out. Seek out an answer. Then knock. My house is intentionally locked, not because of people, but because of a big dog that wants to run through the house. And I don't want the dog running through the house. So I use one door to get in the house. But unfortunately, I only have one key to get into the house. Therefore, if I lock Wendy in the house, she cannot get out of the house, which I've done before. That doesn't go well when you lock your wife in her own house. It won't go well with you, and you may not live for a long time. But there is a crack between the door. So I lock the door, take the key, I push the key through the crack so that the person on the inside can get the key. When we ask in faith, God takes the key to a locked door. He pushes the key on the inside so that we can get an answer and walk into a place of blessing and, and, and receiving. Ask. Mark 11, 23, 24, and we'll stop there. The Bible says, when you ask, you're talking to your mountain. There is confession, which is the word, but then there is declaration. A declaration or a pronouncement. In London, when the king or queen came, they would, or they were pointing someone, a herald would go out and say, Hear ye! Hear ye! This is the edict of the king. So there's a point where I say, I'm confessing it. But now I'm not just confessing it in my prayer closet. I'm declaring it. And what's going to happen is people are going to see you talking to your mountain. It says, therefore I say whatever things, let's back up to the verse before. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire, verse 22. Therefore I say, say unto you, verse 22. Jesus answered, have faith in God. Then he goes on, sure our son, whoever says to the mountain, be removed. Be cast into the sea and does not doubt where. Not in your head. Say it with me, does not doubt where. Say it with me one more time, does not doubt where. Well, that's lovely because the Bible tells me my head can be in a mess. But as long as my heart is meditating in his word, the devil can't override my heart. Because the Bible says the heart is greater. Your heart, your spirit man, your inner man. If you don't understand your spirit man, you would have had a granny who would have said to you, I have a feeling something's wrong. Or a granny that prayed. No, none of you ever had someone like it. 
we call it a premonition, even for unsaved people. There's this inner something isn't right. But when you're born of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in you, then that something isn't right isn't a thing of fear. It's a thing of faith. And so what happens on the inside of you? You know that God has told you, pray, I've answered, but now you face a mountain, an immovable object. And that object will always be bigger. Why will it be bigger? Because God wants you to know that he moves mountains, you don't. He moves mountains when you pray. He moves mountains. I get people say to me, Pastor Nev, how do you learn to pray? The same way you learn to ride a bicycle. You get on, you fall off, you get on, you fall off. When you pray, it's talking to God. You just talk, you get it right, you make a mess, you get it right, you just keep praying, keep talking to God. How did you learn to talk? You didn't learn the English language perfectly and come out with a dictionary and a vocabulary in your mouth. And you were able to talk about the hypotheses and all this. You, you, didn't, you weren't born like it. You were born like, uh, 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 and your, your, your mother and father heard it, and eventually it became a language, and eventually that language grew, and that's how we pray, and we begin to see the mountain, and we say, be removed. We don't doubt, and we say in our heart, so this object in front of me, because the Creator said, don't stand on it, I can go back to the Creator and say, can we make it strong enough? for me to stand on and the creator can say yes I'll make it strong enough for you to stand on in fact I'll make it strong enough for everyone and so what was a mountain no longer is a mountain but the Bible says this it says I have to say be removed don't doubt my heart but believe those things that I say will be done and you will have Whatever you say. When you pray, you have what you say. The life you're living in today was the life you talked about yesterday. The car you're driving in today was the car you talked about yesterday. The clothes you're wearing today are the clothes you talked about yesterday. But yesterday became today. And today, the Bible says there's its own problems of its own. But tomorrow will come upon us as surely as today. You've got 86,400 seconds per day. And time can never be repeated. 86,400 seconds per day. Therefore, I can't wait for the mountain to be removed forever. I have to be able to speak to the mountain today in the 86,400 seconds I have and say, God, time with you, you are eternal. You don't have a problem with time, but I have a challenge with time. I need an answer today. That's why the Bible says today, if you will hear his voice today. When he hears me today, Then the Bible says, he who sees in secret will reward me openly. Will you bow your heads with me right where you see? And today, some of you have prayers that you need to shoot up to God. The Bible says you ask, you pray in faith, you don't doubt. Proof that I don't doubt. 
proof that I don't doubt is simply I believe that the word spoken is immovable, unshakable, eternal, everlasting. Has he not said it? And will he not do it? Father, right now I pray for every man, boy and girl in this place. And right where you are, I want to encourage you to pray. What do you want to ask God to do? I pray for thousands of people and many, so many people, I've forgotten how many people I prayed for. But one of the most difficult things when I'm in a prayer line, I say to somebody, what can I pray for you about? And they say, I don't know. Well, if they don't know, I don't know. And if you don't know what you want from the Father, then how does God answer prayer if you don't know what you need or what you want? I'll still pray for the person, but I honestly don't know what to pray for them about. I just pray that God will bless them and keep them and look after them. But I don't know what the need is. So praying is saying, God, this is the need. And I'm asking you to meet it today. Right where you are, would you pray and specifically ask him? Specifically ask him. We thank you, Father, we can ask. We can speak. We can take the answer from the scripture and meditate in it day and night. Now, Lord, we ask in our nation that you would release work. That there would be job creation in our nation. Jobs and better jobs. Houses and land. Blessing and increase. Multiplication. The ability to bless the poor. The ability to feed the hungry. The ability to put people in houses. We thank you, Father, that you bless our nation with employment. You bless us with creative ideas. You bless us by giving us visions and dreams and understanding. We thank you, Lord, that even as we have sown seed and we continue to sow seed, that we are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. This dynamic Bible-based message was recorded at Good Hope Christian Center. Now, let's listen to this exciting, Holy Spirit-inspired message.